SpongeBob sometimes makes me cry. <laughs> don't laugh uh, at me. It's <laughs> I don't. I just can't believe it. Yeah. Sometimes makes me cry. Like really? Yes. Welcome, welcome to the Ramble, episode twelve. Yeah, I know. Today is going to be about our 10 out of 10's emotional impact. So on our rating system, we have five categories, emotional impact, characters, plot, dialogue, and the wild card. So for TV and movies, that'd be uh, cinematography. For books, be world building. Today, and we're I'm, going over emotional impact. Yeah, I'm going to include some 9.5s and up. Stuff that gets yeah. close to a 10. Just the most emotional movies of all time and the most emotional books of all time, shows of all time. What makes you cry? What makes you laugh hysterically? What makes you just want to go out and become a Viking? Just those kind of movies that get you inspired, emotional in some kind of way. Yeah. I got my list here. I got a couple curveballs that's not exactly a movie or TV show or book, but... Ah. I got to put them in there just to see what you think. But you putting like Magnus in there? Magma, sorry, I don't know the name. The Magus. Mang, Mangus. You got there. But I have, I think, one anime okay. in there. But um, no, I got a couple other things I'll, we'll go over Do later. Do you mind if we start on the sad route? Because I've got a question for you. Okay, let's, the okay side. let's go on the sad route. What do you think? So first I wanted to ask... When it comes to a sad, we'll say exclusively movies. When it comes to a sad okay. movie, do you want to watch that really sad movie alone or with the bros? And if you'll notice, I didn't say with a girl <laughs> because that's an impossibility for the both of us. <sighs> so with the bros oh, well. or alone, what do you think is the best <laughs> best way to view a terribly sad movie? Uh, I guess case in point would probably be a Silent Voice. I'd w- rather watch it alone because oh. I watched it with you guys and it it diminished my own experience of the movie. That's a good point. Yeah, you did show it to us and I felt less sad than I think I would have if I watched that completely alone in the room with tissues. Yeah. Well, also, you're not used to anime and it's kind of style where I am. So right. like it's jar- the genre, the medium is jarring for you. It's not so for me. And I'm getting there with some shows. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm halfway there. I just need to watch a few more to get used to it. Sure. But actually, that's on my list. A Silent ten, Voice? A Silent Voice gets a 10 out of 10 emotional impact for me. Wow. And that, that's a story about the deaf, uh, the mute, or she's deaf, correct? She's deaf, yeah. And he bullies her at a young age. It, the story, ugh, spoilers here for A Silent Voice, but it's about a, a little boy and uh, bullies a little deaf girl and really traumatizes her enough that she has to leave school. And because of that, he is ostracized by everyone else in his grade, in his school, uh, in even in the next school that he goes to. Uh, he's seen as the mean bully kid. And even though everyone else also kind of participated, he was the spearhead and the scapegoat. Uh-huh. And he later comes across the deaf girl again and wants to find an apology. Or at least he doesn't think he deserves one. So it's a lot about depression, forgiveness, and suicide as well. Which, uh, a movie that can make me like really 
feel for a kid who bullies the deaf girl? Like, what concept is that? Like, I didn't know that you could really go that route. Is that um, one of the movies that is a tearjerker for you that makes you oh, cry I cried. every time you see it? Oh, I, yeah, I, I cried yeah. for that movie. Is What other movies hit that level of, we're talking just on the sad level, mm. not the other kinds of emotions, but just pure tears running out of your eyes. What movies strike you as uh, that every time you watch it, you're just crying during the scene? I don't have many. Uh, the only one I could really think of at this moment that I'm sure it exists that I forgot, yeah. but Carousel, the musical. Carousel the musical. Yeah. So I'm not big into musicals. I've, I don't even think I've heard of that. So what is that? I mean, arguably, like the best music of any mu- the second best music music of, from a mm. musical. First, maybe being South Pacific, but I love Carousel the most. It's, and that's a tearjerker. Oh yeah, I cried. Wow. I, I I can make myself cry just singing the songs personally. Like, Ooh, I, I that's a that's a good musical then. Okay. It's a simple but effective story with beautiful music. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, one actor that's surprisingly in, I think, the most emotional movies on average, hmm. Tom Hanks. True. Think about this. He's in Forrest Gump, and as much as that is just a fun movie to watch, it also has the emotional scene, if you remember, at the end of the movie with his son, mm-hmm. and he asks, is he smart or, or is like he... Me. And it, you realize the whole time he was self-aware, where you didn't think, you know, it's kind of an ignorance is bliss sort of thing. And at that moment, you realize he knew the entire time. And oh, my God, I'm, I'm actually getting on the verge <laughs> of tears just thinking about it. And also, Saving Private Ryan, very emotional, just a great movie, but also emotional movie. And I think it has the hardest scene in cinema to watch. I can't think of a, a more emotional scene than when... The, the U.S. soldier is getting stabbed by the German soldier. And slowly as the other American soldiers walking up the steps and can't help out of just complete fear. Most shattering scene ever. I, that, I can never get that out of my memory. And then obviously you have the Green Mile with Tom Hanks. Another completely emotion, emotional, shattering movie and just a beauty. Mm-hmm. So is there, do you think there's another actor or actress out there that has on par just the most emotional movies? Because those are all, I don't know if I'd put them 10 mm. out of 10, but they're up there somewhere in the nine something range. I'm not sure I can think of another actor. I mean, I'm not really good with actors' names and keeping track of that. So yeah. like, I didn't even think of Tom Hanks until, until you said it. But, really? Wow. Yeah, makes well, sense. I mean, he he's stri- I mean, his more recent movies I haven't seen like solely and so forth. So I I don't mm-hmm. know recently what he's come out with, but especially World War II movies, a lot of those get me. And th- funny enough, I was thinking of my personal top three World War II movies, and you know what they are? They mm-hmm. are uh, Schindler's List, one of the most emotional movies ever. Saving Private Ryan, as mentioned, for so you have your Holocaust complete. You know, depravity and just sad movie. You have, but also inspiring movie at the same time. So it's not yeah. just the just sadness. The ending's fantastic. Um, Saving Private Ryan, a war movie, and then third is Jojo Rabbit, a comedy and satire about Nazis. Really, Jojo Rabbit gets I, gets in your top three of World War Two movies. It's, it's in oh, yeah, yeah. The, of World War Two movies, it's just it's unbelievably hilarious and emotional at the hmm. same time. It and it's just a weird mix of them. And I don't know if you get the same feeling of. Uh, 
of do you prefer a certain type of emotion like sadness funny you know, action or does it depend on the time like what where, that was actually going to be one of my questions to you well i stole it so yeah, you have to you answer stole it first all right i think my favorite my favorite type of emotion to feel during a movie is hype and inspiration it makes me want to like cheer like i makes me want to feel like i'm i'm riding off to battle that's that's honestly you know what you know uh Jack Sparrow gets up there, just the like <laughs> hype. He's ah, oh, he's so much fun. Yeah, but I'll, what do you think? What is your favorite genre for emotion? An emotional movie? What get? What is the? What is the easiest to get you to that ten out of ten emotional impact? Ooh, so it's a combo. If you can get me these two things, number one, <clears throat> if you can get me in like that inspiring kind of battle hungry. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm basically describing. If you can oh, get yeah, me, that, that was top of the. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's second on. It's second highest on my list. The first being Blues Brothers. But <sighs> no, Lord of the Rings is a ten out of ten emotional impact to get me absolutely inspired and follow follow the battle to Valhalla. I, I know it's not to Valhalla. Uh, that, and Lord of the Rings. that hurt me a little bit. I, I want you to clip that one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm combining. I'm combining Lord of the Rings and Mad Max Fury Road because those are two epic action movies. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's like to Valhalla and then Lord of the Rings, where you're just riding for Rohana and you have Gandalf coming over. The ah, it's just so so amazing. And if you can combine that with a scene where you bow to no one, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's inspiration and I get, that's not really sadness though that's a that's a recognition it's something like a that parallel structure that always gets me a mm. parallel structure in a movie or something like lord of the rings where they're leaving the shire then at the very end they come back to the shire and ready and sending off and you bow to no one just the whole complete story of showing what you've learned from the journey is that gets me. And I don't know if that's an exactly oh. precise thing I'm explaining. but Oh, no. I, I love that, too. And now after finally, after all this time reading the book, realizing that that was a missed opportunity from the movie, the book did that parallel structure a little bit better of, you know, the hobbits coming back to the Shire and basically saving their home themselves without any other help and just seeing how far they've grown and how much of leaders and warriors they are among their own people when among the Rohirans and you know all them and and in Gondor they're not the strongest they're not the bravest but compared to where they were leagues leagues different so I I love that parallel structure too that's why I love the ending of the book quite a bit more except for the you bow to no one scene from my understanding though the books are perfect as they are the movies are perfect as they are they're their own <laughs> things let's, let's not diss them yeah uh but um is tears your test for a 10 out of 10 emotional score is tears tears like if you cried oh i, I was thinking t-i-e-r like tear list <laughs> oh, oh. T- tears as in coming out of my eyes yeah not always okay. so tears definitely gets it up so for example, one of the one of those emotional impact movies, I have it as a nine point four, but still it's up it's up there with the rest, is Lion. Mm-hmm. We watched Lion, it's a story about this kid who was adopted by a, an Australian family 
and he was originally from Calcutta in India, and he got lost when he was five years old. And it's a story of finding his birth mother again when he was much older because he got lost when he was five, comes back to his birth mother in his 20s. And the movie portrayed that. I'll watch those YouTube clips every time and just tears streaming down my face Hmm. of just the kid actor in that was fantastic. Him just saying, Grogu, Grogu. Like even that gets me. The ending's beautiful. So tears always gets it. Like if it's tears, it's an automatic nine plus. If you can get me to cry, but there's different emotions, right? So there's the emotion of Mad Max Fury Road, where not a single tear drops, but a lot of arms are pumping in the air, going <laughs> yes, Valhalla. That's what, that's what I was mentioned earlier, and I think you'd agree that's like an epic action movie. Like, what kind of action movies get that emotional nine point five ten for you? Because oh, yeah. it's just so epic. The raid, the first the first raid movie, that gets my. I was on the edge of my seat the entire movie and just it, it's it's such it's i think arguably the best action in any movie i've seen maybe the raid 2 maybe that competes with it but you showed me the other, raid 2 but you didn't yeah, show no. me the raid 1 and raid 2 was pretty freaking awesome <laughs> a lot of people say the raid 2 is better and in creative fight scenes maybe so but as a movie and story raid 2 tries to be a more standard story like an actual mm. movie the raid one is an experience it's a roller coaster there's no complicated plot it is like you start in a building they're trying to leave <laughs> that's it that's the whole movie right you're and not going to get 10 out of 10 characters not at all but you're going to get that emotional impact because you're going to be there the whole movie right yeah exactly and honestly characters are not poorly done oh like okay. the main character is the one that matters and it's just done so simply that spoilers for the movie it's like the first you know 10 seconds of the movie it's literally that's not a spoiler then go ahead (laughs) yeah no it's not it's like literally opening scene of the main character they just show an image of his wife and his uh, his pregnant wife and him in the in his closet doing workouts and doing like exercise and trying not to wake her so he's put himself into a closet to work out, to train. He's doing sit-ups, he's punching a bag, he's doing pull-ups, all that stuff. And then walks out and sees his pregnant wife, and he goes off on the mission. That's all you need to know. <laughs> ah, this awesome, badass man ha- has a beautiful wife and a child on the way. He has something to go home to. He has something that he could lose. That's all you need. Yep. That's all I need. Kind of John Wick-esque. Oh yeah, uh, which John Wick, by the way, I only saw the first one. It didn't doesn't get that ten out of ten. That even nine. It's a it's a great fun movie. It's a great fun movie. Uh, I, I don't think it gets that level of we're talking the greatest of all time. Uh, no, at least the first one because I don't know about the rest. I haven't seen them yet. They... Do, do any of those reach that level? On emotional, mm, on emotional impact, no. Action though, it's up there. Gotcha. It's just a really fun movie to watch. Yeah, no. So I, I don't think he. I don't think any of the movies uh, like degrade in quality, really. Okay. They kind of go up, but they get more ridiculous, and that's more fun. That is fun. And I won't mention, because we had a whole podcast in this last week, but Everything Everywhere at Once is my 10 out of 10 emotional impact for a lot of reasons, but we'll just put that to the side. Fair enough. Uh, this is another category of movies, though, on its own. Pixar movies. They're, that, that's a whole <laughs> that's... studio and factory. Like I, I have to believe on a certain level that Pixar is fueled. Like, there's somebody there that is fueled by the tears of young children. They just crank out tears. It's... Yeah, no, that, that's... They somehow... They don't... 
they don't make movies to make money. They make money. They make movies to make tears, <laughs> and that's how they subsist. Well, I think we'll agree on this. What's the most emotional Pixar movie of all time? I mean, Wally. Is, yeah. Is Wally Pixar? Yeah. Okay. Wally's okay, good. I, good. Wait. Let me double check so people uh, don't. Uh, Wally. <laughs> Wally is Pixar. <laughs> I don't know if it's Disney or Disney Pixar. Oh, it is. Walt Disney Pixar Animation Studios and released by Walt Disney Pictures. So, yeah. Okay, cuz right. there's there is a confu- there are yeah. Disney, then there's Pixar, yeah. and then there's also Disney Pixar. And then there's DreamWorks. So, <laughs> so then there's the- they're doing their own thing. Yeah. They're they're having a good time. Wall-E is the most emotional Pixar movie ever. Yeah. It is so beautifully done. It is it has a great message. I didn't even put that so, on my list, but you're right. It's so relatable and it's one of the Hot take, but it's one of the best stories ever told. I love it. It's such a simple, a simple love story, but just done so well. Un- unironically, I give the dialogue like nine point five. Oh, it's above a nine for like, sure. And it, they say literally Eva and Wally, but how they communicate is so perfectly understood through yep. the entire movie. There's no confusion that with the emphasis of the words and facial expressions, they're able to get across. The entire, each character is able to make themselves understood to the audience perfectly well, which, brilliant. Oh, the the inflection, the cadence of your voice comes across so well. And the lack of dialogue is dialogue. I will stay by that. Yeah. If there's a scene where there's no dialogue happening and you're just viscerally involved in the scene and that lack of, you know, you're, you're on Wally's, you're on Earth with Wally, and there's just nothingness. But there's no dialogue for a lot of those scenes. Well, for me, I, I count dialogue as basically the characters communicating. Yes. And however that may be. Got it. Whatever they're communicating, that's kind of part of the dialogue. Because if you yeah. read the script, if you're reading a script for dialogue in the movie, they will have in there on what you're, like in parentheses, look off in the sunset like imagine you're thinking that so the uh, actor has to get across a certain point from their script it's still definitely. in the script but they're not saying words they're acting out their their line exactly effectively. so i'll count that stuff as dialogue exactly and i, I haven't seen every pixar movie so uh th- this is another one that comes with the, the most emotional for me I'll, I'll name two one i'll say this one first the first 10 minutes of up yeah that's a that's an easy win. That, that's that's low hanging fruit, yeah. but so true. The, the movie as a whole though doesn't get the nine or ten because no. the rest of the movie it's fun, but that first ten minutes is a ten out of ten right there. <laughs> uh, but also, have you seen Coco? I have not actually. Oh, if you I really want a, should. If you want a tearjerker, Coco, I think you'll really appreciate it too because of the music. Mm. And you, just watch it. And for those of you out there, if you haven't seen Coco, it's up there in some of the most emotional movies I've seen. It, the story is phenomenal, and it's very relatable. Hmm. Uh, but Pixar movies, that's a category of its own. DreamWorks category. Uh, I, eh. DreamWorks, do they have emotional movies? How to Train Your Dragon, I haven't seen. It's fun. It's great. Okay. 10 out of 10 emotion? No. No? Okay. But it's arguably one of the best DreamWorks movies. Got it. It's just not that type of movie. They're not trying to go for tearjerkers. Got it. Okay. Or epic hype actually i don't know it's just not that extreme are there that way. any are there any more serious uh, serious is the wrong word are there any more classic movies slash uh 
not your epic battles, not your tearjerkers, but just your classic movies of storytelling. If you can think back to like 50s, 60s, anything there that is super emotional to you. Oh, I mean, 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men is in my top three movies of all time. I think it's third, my third favorite movie. It's phenomenal. What kind of emotion does that elicit, though? Complex set of ones. I, I cared for every single character deeply. Like I want, like I, I was interested in every single one and wanted to know where they're getting at. Um, so many of the scenes are about men standing up for their convictions and fighting for truth and what they believe. And oh god, and. The entire time you don't know a single person's name. And it's timeless. The movie's timeless. You've said yeah. this in the past because we, we watched a movie together mm-hmm. and I can't agree more with you. It's a, it's a, we have to rewatch it. Because I would love to rewatch it. It's been a while. It gets it gets a 10 out of 10 out of every single score. Emotional impact, Whoa. characters, Whoa. plot, dialogue, cinematography, everything. So your other top two movies also get 10s across the board? Yeah. Wow, okay. Okay. Blues Brothers, <sighs> 10 out of 10s across the board. I stand by it. I will hold to it forever. It is the best movie ever made. Then Lord of the Rings trilogy. Then 12 Angry Men. Okay. But those are all 10. 10s across the board. Got it. And But actually, I wanted to ask you some interesting stuff. Like, have you ever... Like, what's a story that you watched or read or heard whatever oh we haven't talked about that, books enough yeah go ahead i know what which one has like inspired you to change your life in any kind of way Ooh, that's a deep question the big questions here on tutor ramble to change my <laughs> life now i wish i had a whole i i wish see these questions we ask are on the spot of we don't tell each other what we're going to ask mm-hmm. and we want it to be authentic i wish that's one of the ones you would have told me because i want to <laughs> give an essay response to this but I'm going to put Lord of the Rings, obviously, because that's always been there for me. And it's really that nostalgic feeling, but it's something that uh, I want to just put in the back burner. But change my life. A lot of it, the first thing I want to mention is Keldon from Stormlight Archives. Yeah. If you guys haven't read Stormlight Archives, like Keldon is such an inspirational character. And the way Brandon Sanderson writes depression in the store from in Kaladin, or sorry, in Storm of the Archives, Kaladin's point of view is so real and it's so emotionally pulling, and you feel it, you feel it, and you understand it, and it just shows you someone that gets hit down and down and down and down again. Their face keeps getting shoved down in dirt, and the and him coming out of that, and him still coming out of it, but his problems still aren't fixed, even when externally things do get better. It's, that's it's, the best interpretation. It, yeah. It's is the best interpretation of actual clinical depression that I have read ever. Um, mainly due to that fact that I you see some characters that are sad and depressed because of something that's happened to them, yeah. and they're clearly like traumatized. Kaladin is a character who, yes, he's been traumatized, but that's not why he's depressed. In all honesty, like those kind of things happen to him in inspire him to help others like that oh. the trauma to him is not what really makes him depressed it's his own mind and his own yeah. mind it happened even when he was a child and it kept going on and it's the times of peace it's the times of solitude and ease 
when when there's not a lot going on, when there's not the end of the world or he's not like there's not some great challenge for him, that's when his depression is worse. Mm. That he when he's ground to the dirt, it's not as bad right. for him. And so a great interpretation. But for depression personally it, it's perfect to, it's a perfect representation of depression, yeah. I think. I think and, a silent voice does it equally or as well. Awesome. And I'm gonna have to rewatch Silent Voice when I get get into more anime as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also want to say this is something that I don't think other people will answer this. It hit me at home because this movie came out. Oh, okay. I watched it when COVID was happening, uh, like the height of COVID, and I got into. Uh, I was in the stock market and I was gambling a lot. Where we have a poker group, but I watched Uncut Gems. Which do you have you watched Uncut Gems? I still haven't. You've it, talked about it a lot, but I have not seen it yet. It's with Adam Sandler, and the entire movie, the point of it is just constant anxiety, which is why it gets a high emotional impact. It's not like a fun movie to watch. Like <laughs> you're not gonna sit back and relax. You're not gonna laugh. You're not gonna be inspired to. It's complete anxiety and the constant noises and focus on this guy who is mm. a gambling addict gets worse and worse, and and it doesn't stop. And the end of the movie is a relief. And that had a like an impact on me of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't gamble as much. <laughs> so <laughs> that had another impact that comes to mind. And yeah, that, that I don't know why that's the second thing that came to mind when you asked that question. <laughs> I guess that says a lot about me. Well, on a on a slightly parallel note, yeah. What story or uh, movie or uh, what story inspired you the most to write your own oh now that's a great question because i'm i'm currently writing a story it'll be out in 2048 (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, if you're lucky that's if i'm lucky (laughs) oh and it will be (laughs) self-published you still still on rewriting chapter two or you finally made it to four oh good for you (laughs) what's inspired me to write the most is a combination honestly one of the ogs was percy jackson Okay. Because Percy Jackson, it's just a really fun... Like, YA, young adult, got me into loving stories. Your Percy Jackson, your Hunger Games... Well, Percy Jackson was more middle grade, but then, uh, mm-hmm. like, the, the Heroes of Olympus series, I guess, more YA. But Hunger Games, Maze Runner. And these aren't, like, Maze Runner, Hunger... They're not, like, 10 out of 10. They're, they're just really great books that were fun and got me to love reading and yeah. develop, develop more. But they're, I think... They're great uh, for... Uh, middle school, early high school, they're, they're great. Yes. And it they're good enough that like even people who are older can actually enjoy them. Yeah. That's what got me because I loved reading that YA, like Hero's Journey type thing of Percy, mm-hmm. of Maze Runner, um, anything, even Diversion I read. And I, that those kind of stories where there's the teen who's my age who mm-hmm. has super po- secret superpowers, I just remember just loving that as a, a teen and loving that as a kid mm-hmm. of th- that just got me going i was like yeah well i'm going to school these people don't know i'm a superhero yeah you know, everyone has that those thoughts and it's just yeah that that for sure started me into really wanting to write a story then just over time of reading more being like oh this would be fun i think for myself um one of the books that, that kind of struck me when i was younger was animal farm animal farm yes it's one i absolutely loved yeah like it that one really spoke to me when I was in middle school, which, yeah. 
a little young for that one, but yeah, it's like, yeah, my favorite as a child was, uh, oh, what's that really, oh, talk about emotional stories. You couldn't even finish a book. Oh, because, yeah. Talk about that right now because what, oh my God, what's the book's name? I have finished the book. You have, but you had to set it down. When I was much younger, I've, I have technically went all the way through it. What's the But book? then it's been a long time. Brave New World. Brave New World. I'll take a second. I actually bought at the uh, the nice old bookstore. Oh, show us. Show us, please. And this, so Brave New World, you had me read the first three chapters or so. And it's just one of those, oh, that is a, that is a nice cover. Wow. Where did you get that? I got that a uh, secondhand old bookstore out in D.C. Very cool. Okay. And... Yeah, the first chapter, I was actually thinking this when you talked about anxiety. Yeah. The first chapter of Brave New World and how it's structured, it it is it makes your heart beat faster and faster and faster. Ooh. How they structure the three different POVs in the first chapter on how POV each time they get a couple paragraphs to a page and sometimes multiple pages... And as it's glowing close to the end, each POV gets less and less to the end. Each It's switching POVs every line. Ooh. Where it's just the switch, switch, switch. It's jarring. And then yeah. the, the subject matter of basically, um, I don't know the <laughs> rules of YouTube. Because I know that's, but uh, uncomfortable adult things with children. And yeah. how the society uh, pushes it is incredibly uncomfortable. And just, uh, I couldn't like get past the first chapter in one sitting. I had to put it down and come back to it. Yeah. But, oh God. Talk, I, talk you, about emotional. Yeah, like, you had me read up anxiety, to that God. point where you stopped as well. Wow, it gets you. Yeah. It really does so, get you. Very uncomfortable. Now, here's an interesting question. Hmm. Since we're, emotions can be a lot of things as we've, as people know, and as we've shown, oh, so is it a sad emotion? Is it an inspiring emotion? Is it a ins- inspirational, uh, what, whatever it is? Is it anxietyful? All these get you to elicit a certain emotion. Is there an emotion that comes when you watch a movie so bad? Is hate an emotion? Is when you Fair hate enough. something so much, can a movie you really dislike mean it's high on the emotional list? It's something I thought about, and I don't know if you feel a certain way about this. I guess so. <laughs> I, I've never felt as much hate as I have walking on a movie of The Last... No, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so it's a 10 out of 10 emotional impact. <laughs> I, I guess so. I was just angry. Yeah. I, I think that is... I think that is the movie that really made me so pessimistic about Hollywood. Mm. And any time I heard that something I really liked was being adapted to a movie, I just think, oh, I hope, I hope it just doesn't suck. Just make like my first in- initial impact is going, oh, maybe it'll push more people to watch the original. Huh. That's my first thought of any, any new adaptation. Like I just, it made me feel just so sad about the corporatization of these franchises and you get that everywhere fast and furious 
Even the Matrix just came out with the fourth Matrix. Even sure, but there's something there's something different about like a series that from the beginning is kind of corporatized and doesn't have like you know made from started in Hollywood, yeah. made just for entertaining. Um, there, there's something about that where there's then taking something that is beloved and special for a lot of people and is very unique, and then just bastardizing it but i do think intent's a big thing with the emotional impact like for rise of skywalker their intent wasn't to make you hate it no <laughs> so no i that, think that's that's, fair. that's where it fails where i can't give it a 10 out of 10 views i hate the movie and they're not trying to make me hate the movie so mm-hmm. that's why it doesn't get get the highest score for me but it's still at least it makes you feel something at least it's different than you walking out and just feeling vapid about it right at least uh yeah at least uh, they chose a side <laughs> like my my most tepid like Oh, I, I felt nothing. Yeah. Movie is. I guess there's others, but if we're in the superhero genre, then Justice League. It's one of those movies I yes. forgot. Yes, I immediately forgot it as I as I walked out of the theater. Yeah, that's a good point. It's one of those movies yeah. like, oh, I I guess I just watched a movie. Yep. All right. But, and yeah. I I do want to say too is to get some shows in here as well. Mm-hmm. I think you'll agree with this. Full Metal Alchemist has just. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal show, phenomenal anime. I don't know if it's my favorite TV show of all time, but it's that or number two. Like, yeah. And personally for me, it, it's going to sound ridiculous, but mm-hmm. SpongeBob sometimes makes me cry. <laughs> don't laugh uh, at me. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I just can't believe it. It sometimes makes me cry. Like Really? Yes. If you look back, it's a lot of nostalgia. It's also when I'm the pizza episode where they're just delivering a crusty crab pizza. You haven't watched SpongeBob, so I'll explain this real quick. But it's on this journey of SpongeBob's the all happy-go-lucky. We're going to deliver this pizza to a guy. He's way out of the way. They have to go through storms and all this. And it's a long journey to deliver this pizza. And you have Squidward, who's the straight man. You know, the straight man and the funny guy. And he's doesn't give Spongebob anything. He's straight stone-faced all the time and has had enough and he's doing this because he's working a nine-to-five job. He hates his life and he's depressed. And They go on this journey and the whole time Spongebob's bugging Squidward on his nerves but he still has this tenacity to get the pizza to the guy. And they finally get there, give the pizza to him and the guy opens the door and goes, you didn't bring kelp juice? No kelp juice? You're the worst guy. And he basically chews out Spongebob and slams the door. SpongeBob starts crying and crying and Squidward for the first time. Then using you know his personality, he opens up the door, chews out the guy, throws the pizza in his face, closes the door. SpongeBob, by the way, is crying uh, and doesn't see any of this. Throws the pizza in the face, goes over to SpongeBob and says, "Hey, SpongeBob's like, oh, what happened?" And Squidward just goes, "You know, he he ate the you know he ended up liking it and ate it." And then Squidward kind of just showed that. That love for SpongeBob. And that's just one example. It's like it's such a cute little story, and I love it, and it just makes me tear up. I don't know why. Uh, you know, um, made me think of. I have a couple. I have two oddballs on my list that I was thinking about on emotional impact. Yeah. And for me, nostalgia ten out of ten. Oh, give me it. Is Iron Man. Oh. I, I have so many uh, memories connected to that movie. Talk. Let's talk pure nostalgia. Go Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I I remember my dad buying me the DVD, and it's a special one where the sleeve comes off, which has the Iron Man suit, and underneath is just Tony Stark with the arc reactor still showing. I 
I would I remember like constantly going into the guest bedroom with the TV and playing that like every chance I get. Like <sighs> I rewatched awesome. that movie so many times That's to so a cool. ridiculous degree. And so like that movie just has a special place for me. Like nostalgia ten, like when I want to get like it's emotional for me. Yeah. Ten what, out of ten. What else gets that emotional ten out of ten pure nostalgia? Maybe this will rejog your memory a bit. Some eighties movies, like honestly, Ferris Bueller. I I I don't have much of a nostalgic connection to it. I really oh, love the movie; it's great, but okay. I don't have a nostalgic connection to it. Maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That get like that's a pure nostalgia. See, nostalgia is so subjective because I didn't watch any of that growing up. So you saying yeah. that is laughable. Just like my SpongeBob was laughable <laughs> to you, I'm not taking you seriously with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. <laughs> But my my last uh, curveball one is um, actually a song. A song. Yeah, because it's it's used in different um, it's used in different shows and uh, media. Like it's used frequently enough. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher the name. But you know, uh, Dvorak. I. I said it wrong, but uh, Symphony Number no. Nine from uh, from the New World is such an epic song that it inspires me. So Symphony Number no. Nine from the New World. Um, to describe the scene from the from the music itself, yeah. imagine imagine a marching uh, a marching army is uh, going o- cresting over a hill. And someone from the back lines falls down, shot down, what have you, and is left behind from the marching army as they go over the hill. And he can hear the screams, sounds of his fellow soldiers in the battle. And it just starts up. He stands up and he crests back over the hill with his sword held high, seeing his, seeing his brothers in arms almost wasted. And he charges down to the enemy alone to face face the enemy. And he actually turns the tide of battle, saves a buddy of his, and collects a brother in arm one by one as they push the enemy back. That's, for me, that song. It's just this, it's a story of standing up and actually conquering unthinkable odds. Well. I think I first heard it when watching One Piece. Ah. One episode the, number seven eight two or something. It, it, it's actually in the scene where Luffy uh, finally beats Crocodile, and it's so epic. Spoiler alert! <laughs> spo- oh, you, you know what? Uh, if I'm thinking of some emotional scenes of all time, like N- N- Interstellar, I have to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Interstellar? I have not. Oh god, one of the most emotional of all time. Uh, any other scenes that just pop up to you? Like I'm saying, scene, scene comes up, you cry every time. Is there a mm. is there something that hits you, like that Lord of the Rings? You bow to no one. That's up there. I think that's that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um. From Twelve Angry Men, um, the scene where he, where one of the jurors, uh, berates another juror for, not standing up for his own beliefs and the fact that he's just, he's going along with the crowd just so he can go home and tells him like, vote. Vote guilty if you believe he's guilty, or vote not guilty because you believe he's not guilty. Don't you have, like, you know, have a spine. Stand up for what you believe in. Vote because you think it's right, 
not because you want to go home. Oh. It's ooh, so good. Oh. Yeah, that movie's perfect. Man. But yeah, th- those are I, I actually I have so many like books on my list I didn't get to get to. <laughs> Name some highlights. Oh, um Hyperion, Small Gods, The Gathering Storm from Wheel of Time. Yeah. Actually I have like four. Uh, four from Wheel four of Time. Wheeling, uh, four from Wheel of Time that have like nine eights, nine fives, tens. Like <laughs> nice. there's it's up there. Um also Oathbringer from uh, oh, Stormlight Archive Archives. series. Uh, of course, Small Gods and Going Postal from a Discworld, and Hyperion from, you know, Hyperion. <laughs> from there, a, there's there's no other awesome. reference, but man, yeah, a lot of emotional ten out of tens, nine and a half out of tens, and I want to see if maybe our viewers are more emotionally invested with these new lights we got. You see this purple light yeah. behind me, blue light behind you. We'd even mention it, but it's an upgrade. Yeah, we're trying trying to make it look a little better. But uh, yeah. let us know what you think of the the new studio look with all the lights and everything, and let us know what made uh, what made you cry, what made you want to charge into battle uh, from reading or watching a movie, and uh, let us know. Maybe we'll try and watch one of those um, together pretty soon. All right. Well, we'll see you next week uh, on Monday. Leave a like down below, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.